Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew, and as always, I am joined by my very good friend, Mr. Badway. Pleasure to be here. Want to welcome all new listeners. For those that do not know, this is our bi-weekly mini-sode covering new and upcoming releases, thoughts on what we're currently watching, games, and anything else that comes to mind. If you're looking for us on the interwebs, hit our website up at thelastrowpodcast.com, on Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod, and if you're really feeling generous, please head out to iTunes, hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review. We really, really appreciate it. Give us all the reviews. Last Row On Demand! Uh, this week's topics include the new Ghostbusters trailer. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man, it's so good. Not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> and topics uh, about re- reboots in general. Our feelings on them and our own special rules for making them that all of Hollywood should abide by. They are the hard rules that we've created. And then we'll close the episode up with a little bit of what we're watching and a little bit of a method acting game. You're bringing the game back? We're bringing the game back. We got back, a game this week. And we're going hard. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. So. Did you method act? Did you method create the game? Oh, absolutely. I, I crammed myself in a room in my Batman suit like Ben Affleck. It really just cranked one <laughs> you out. You quit your job well, as... <laughs> you quit your day job yeah. to become a game creator to create yeah. a game for this show. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into it. Thoughts on your Ghostbusters trailer? It was okay. Did you love it? No. Did you think it was the greatest thing ever? No. Did I like it? No. Did you hate it? No. Was it necessary? No. No. <laughs> and we'll get into I that. I don't know. No, it's, it's funny because the trailer, they, they seem to point it towards the newer audience rather than the nostalgic audience. But they started out with the nostalgia. They did. And and I'm sure by now everybody's seen everybody's reaction to this trailer on the internet, but I really feel like since we're such big Ghostbusters fans, we need to put our two cents in here. Yeah. So I feel like when you're, when you're tackling a reboot such as this, that has such fanfare magnitude, you try to, you try to balance the line between getting new viewers in there and capturing the uh, youth of the old ones the nostalgia factor right and i feel like as trailers come along there's probably going to be like five trailers for this thing before it comes out when does it come out july it's in the summer august which i think is actually pretty fast for like not seeing anything yeah seeing something a couple months before yeah they held the trailer for a while did they do that for a reason were they scared maybe i don't know i don't know the trailers don't matter really i read a thing that said that paul feig's trailers typically have been underwhelming just historically for the movies he made apparently i have not seen spy but i've heard it was great Everyone said that the spy trailer looked pretty bad. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that makes a difference. You, you know who had a good trailer? Which one? Betty Ian. Yep. <laughs> we said no, no. more Entourage. Talk. Yeah, no, no, no. We're going to have to talk about Entourage every day. Yeah. No. Um, well, uh, seriously, Ed by Shyamalan has great trailers. He does. He does. What about his movies? Not yeah, so great. Not so much, huh? So I think it's generally kind of dumb to re- rate trailers, review trailers. Like you sent me, you sent me a, a YouTube video of like um, a reaction of right? a reaction uh, video to to the Ghostbusters trailer, right? Which I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of unnecessary because it's just a piece of the movie. It's all about marketing, and they're and they're just they're marketing the slapstick aspect of that movie with a little bit of the nostalgia thrown in the beginning. Oh, there's the car. Oh, there's Slimer. Oh, there's the slow paced uh, Ghostbusters theme. Kind of creepy. Um. But really, all they're doing is trying to set you up for the setting and and um and what's going to be in the movie. But you really can't tell mood or tone of the movie. And I think that's exactly where this movie is going to going to live or die. Yeah, and I, I think this will get into some of our next topics. But the one thing that I saw in that reaction video that I sent you, and a couple others that I saw, 
and it's not necessarily a problem with it because I don't want to hate on something based on a trailer. That's just not what I try to do here. Yep. It's just it's it's interesting because I question whether they should have made it to begin with because they've been trying to make a Ghostbusters forever. Yeah, like, Ghostbusters forever. three has been on the back burner since. 1990 right and and listen i'm probably gonna enjoy it just because i like generally every movie i mean people that listen to the show know that by now yeah i mean i generally like everything it's a love fest but the point i think of this movie was it's just interesting it opened with like this nostalgia thing like oh in in 1984 like four scientists yeah and it had nothing to do with the original right and that reaction trailer said that too so I, i just didn't really understand where they were going with it am i skeptical about the movie yeah but i'd be skeptical about it whether it was the new old guys too you know what i mean if they remade it 30 years later bring the old crew back i just you know i question whether you need it you didn't even really need ghostbusters 2 to begin with so i don't know i just thought it was all right but i'm skeptical of it but you know what i'll watch it and i probably will enjoy it anyway um it's got some good actors in it so it's not like it doesn't have comedic power and the director is historically good so the jury's out in my opinion i'm just cautiously optimistic about it i guess is the right way to say it right so so we're talking about reboots here in this episode a little bit. How would you have felt if they would have slapped a three on the back of this thing instead of calling it a reboot? I mean, it would change the whole tone of the movie. It depends yeah. on what the story is. Right. So if it's a continuation, whether it's, I don't know, one of the scientist's daughters or yeah. whether it's, you know, their, you know, cousins or what some type of family Some kind of loose, like in the first five minutes. Or one of their students. Yeah, the first five minutes they... Mention the names uh, Stance, Spengler, and Venkman. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that that would be a traditional sequel, which would be fine. But I guess the, you call this a reboot. But if they slap a three on it, but have this same story, like Home Alone rules, or Home Alone 3. Home Alone 3. It has nothing to do with Kevin McAllister. doesn't have Macaulay Culkin in. It's just a kid who's Home Alone who sets traps for... for um, for, for burglars. Do you think that hurt that movie because people expected it to be like Kevin's son or Kevin's nephew? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the movie, how could you hurt a movie that comes out direct, direct to VHS or whatever? I, I guess that's true. Was it a theater, theatrical release? I don't remember. <laughs> it might have been very limited, but but I have seen that where they, they call it a sequel. They called it Home Alone 3, but it really what it is is a reboot or a reimagining, if you will. Yeah. So could they have done that for this movie as well? I guess they could have. People have been clamoring for Ghostbusters 3. Like, the, the the title, Ghostbusters 3, they could have made a lot of money, I felt, on the the, the 3. Yeah, like it's the sequel. Or has the, it been too but long? But the ghost with the three fingers up, you know? But has it been too long? That's what I'm saying. It might have been too long, so they had to go reboot style. What does... Speaking of Home Alone, what does a Home Alone in 2016 reboot look like? <laughs> you know, we talked about things have to be bigger. They yeah. gotta be badder. They gotta be, like, crazier. Yeah. What... what does Home Alone in 2016, like, let's reboot Home Alone. Yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> is it like, you know, the kid, like, this is my vision of it. I'll tell yeah. me if you agree. Uh-huh. I was thinking about this a little earlier when we were talking. I imagine, you know, Kevin McAllister, let's just call him Kevin McAllister. Yeah. He's home on, like, house arrest because okay. he owes people drug money. So he's older. Yeah. So is he still, is he a, is he a minor? He's he's on house arrest he, as a minor, he's a but juvenile? he's like 16. He's like a juvenile. Like Shia LaBeouf in, a, in Disturbia. Exactly. So yeah. I'm imagining, yeah. now, now go, bear with me on this. All right. I'm imagining like sort of a Disturbia slash Home Alone slash The Equalizer. Ooh, The Equalizer. Uh, great movies. Yeah. But I'm imagining a situation where he's he was dealing drugs. Yeah. He's, he's home on house arrest. But the the like the high level dealer 
is after him. He, he still owes them their his cut for the week. Right. But he's on, he's on house arrest. He owes them, he still owes them like 10 G's. Yeah. Let's say he owes them 10 G's, but he's stuck in the house. Yeah. So they know where he is. Uh-huh. They know how to get to him. Yeah. And he's got he's to protect himself. Right. His parents are out on vacation or something, and they just think, you know what, the cops have him. So it's a combination of Disturbia, the Equalizer. Hold on a second. He just got, a, he got pinched, right? He got arrested. Yeah, He's on right. house arrest. Yeah. What kind of parents are going on vacation while their kid's on house arrest? What kind of parents forgot their kid the at the airport? The you know, McAllisters. The rich, powerful Don't lawyer, forget. lawyer duo. Don't yeah. forget. All right. You're dealing with. That's true. But what I'm saying is he's home alone. He's stuck <laughs> there. You know, he doesn't really have any weapons. So, so this is rated R. This is definitely rated. Yeah. It's a hard R, hard too. R. It's going to okay. be hard R, right. like borderline NC-17. So one of the seeds, Buzz, comes in to visit. He yeah. gets caught up in it. He probably accidentally gets shot. Oh, yeah. He might or, have actually... Or not even accidentally. They just get him. Yeah, they might get him. Yeah. And instead of Fuller wetting the bed, yeah. like Fuller's stealing his drugs. Okay. Like he's stealing his heroin. He's stealing whatever. It's like, you know, this is like, this is a dramatic so, movie here. Plot twist. The, end, the, the boss at the end? Yeah. It's Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank it's is the bad Uncle guy. Uncle Frank, right? Uncle Frank is, the, <laughs> is the, actually the higher level dealer. It's the dealer's boss. I don't know what that is in drug speak, but that's who it is. All right. Well, got off tangent there. Yeah, sorry about um, that. Let's, let's circle back to Ghostbusters now. Yes. Um, when you talk about, now this could easily have been a sequel. This could have been Kevin McAllister 10 years later, clearly. So we talk about Ghostbusters 3. There kind of was a Ghostbusters 3, wasn't there? Yeah, it was called The Watch, wasn't it? With right. Ben Stiller and Jonah Hill and Vince so Vaughan. on and so forth. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Yep. I mean... What'd you think of that movie? Did you like it? Yeah, well, had there been rumors for a long time that there was going to be a Ghostbusters 3, like in the, in the mid to late 2000s, and um, it was going to be Ben Stiller, and, and I think Jonah Hill was also yeah. rumored, and if I'm wrong, I think also the Vince Vaughn as well, too. It was the, rumored The three for a of them time. were like very much rumored to be a part of a possible Ghostbusters project in the future. Yeah. So do you think that was a legit thing that turned into the watch when the Ghostbusters aspect of it fell through the name ghostbusters i think that's a good question because you know they probably could they have been the ghostbusters yes and again it comes back to time yeah it's a little bit closer to the originals you know we're dealing with even further away from the originals right i think maybe they had an idea or maybe they wanted to do it Uh uh-huh it didn't work out so they probably had a loose idea they could have easily changed you know ghosts for aliens i mean it was about aliens right in the neighborhood yeah they yeah they might have changed ghosts for aliens and at the time Stiller and Vaughn were hot at the time. Yeah. So it was very much a real thing. I, I feel like it was a loose script for Ghostbusters 3 yeah. that was scrapped early, but they still decided to make it anyway and just kind of just change the name of it, which I feel like a lot of projects should do. A lot of these reboots that they make, I think it would be a lot better if they were to just make something original, not call it that. Just do a Total Recall. Don't call Total Recall, but make it very similar to Total Recall. And I feel like it would be a much better movie just to not have the expectations of, of its, of its, what's the, it's not a rebootee. It's a rebootor. Rebootor. The rebootor. Yeah, it's the rebootor. I don't, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> but I guess that leads us to our next topic, and it's a good segue. Like, when is it acceptable to reboot something yes. versus make something called The Watch has and really be, Ghostbusters 3? Sorry. There has to be rules. There has to be a system in place for us to determine what is rebootable and what is not rebootable? Unrebootable? Unrebut? Unrebuttable. Unrebuttable. That's, that's yes. how I would say. <laughs> there has to be uh, concrete rules. And we happen to have a list of four rules that we brainstormed and came up with that I think all of Hollywood should abide by. So 
when you take your movie, you run your movie up to the boss, the final boss of Hollywood, he needs to clear you on all four of these charges before you're able to proceed with your movie. Does the final boss of the internet work for the final boss of Hollywood, or <laughs> is it the other way around, or are they oh, co-workers? The internet is now stronger than Hollywood. So the final boss of Hollywood works for the final boss of the internet. Yes, yes. I, I, I like to imagine <laughs> that that guy is in an office somewhere. So I don't LA. know who the final boss of Hollywood is. Maybe it's Harvey Weinstein or something like that. Harvey Weinstein sounds about right. Yeah. So let's let's call this... Let's just call it Drew and Badway's Rules for Rebooting a Movie. Yes. Tell me about these rules, Badway. Well, these, these go in descending order. So in order to clear, in order to get to level two, you have to pass level one, so to speak. It's like a gate system? Yeah, right. Like pass this gate? Exactly. So the first and foremost, you have to ask yourself this question when you, um, when you, when you bring your movie to the boss of Hollywood, the final boss of Hollywood. What genre is this movie? Is it a superhero movie or a horror movie? If your answer is yes to either, then you're automatically allowed you to go make to gate it. two. Yeah, you can automatically get to the next part. Because honestly, superhero movies and horror movies were born to be rebooted and remade. They're the least complained about of, of all. Like if you wanted to make a, a new Friday the 13th or a new Nightmare on Elm Street or a new Halloween, nobody's going to cry about it. Nobody's going to complain about it. And, and superhero movies were born to be rebooted. Like, yeah, because the comics are rebooted all yes, the time. The comics exactly. have been going on since like the yeah. 50s. Yeah. Everyone's going to want to do Batman movie. Everyone's going to want to do Spider-Man movie until the superhero craze of our generation finally ends, which may or may not ever but happen. In addition to, you know, maybe just the comics, but like, why do you think that is? What's the reason behind why it works with a superhero movie and a horror movie? Well, it's partial. Part, part of it is the technology is, yeah. is, is the graphics, and the CGI of today. Like, for example, um, We'll talk about the Evil Dead. That Evil Dead was one of the best horror reboots I've seen in a long time. And if you watch the the original Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two for that matter, uh, the the a lot of the graphics and the gore is is borderline not not borderline. It is ridiculous. Yeah, and I know it's part of its charm, and it's definitely a classic. But to make a movie like that with that kind of atmosphere and actually have it literally raining blood at the end of the movie, and it looks badass and it looks scary as shit. That's that's a worthwhile reboot in my opinion. Yeah, because you improved. Yeah, or you 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 made it different. You put your own flavor on it, right? Yeah, and you're allowed to do that with the tools of today. And the superhero movies, it's just kind of a given that those are rebooted all the time because right. it's like, well, time for a new one, with exception. So, what's rule number two? What's a gate number two? Excuse me. So the second question you have to ask yourself is, is this movie a classic? But what makes it? A, what what's your definition of a classic? That's where we get a little bumpy. How do you define a classic? Do you do you go around a poll? Do you, do you have a, do you have a worldwide vote to see is this movie? Oh, we're trying to make a Ghostbusters movie. Should we make this movie? And if enough votes pass, then you're allowed to make the movie. Is there like is it like the Academy? The Academy has to vote that yeah. it's allowed. Like there's a a focus group or no, something. It could be very simple. I feel like it's simple enough to where if if you have iconic characters in a movie, they should definitely not ever be rebooted. Now I think Ghostbusters is one of them. I'm not going to cry about it that, that, that they made a reboot. And I'll probably see this movie in the theater first weekend. That's just the fanboy that I am, but yeah. I can begrudgingly watch it. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to reboot The Godfather, you know? I mean, could you imagine if they rebooted The Godfather? Yeah. But that's, see, that's why people complain because I think to some people, Ghostbusters is their Godfather. And that's why yeah. people are upset for right or wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that Ghostbusters is on the same level as The Godfather. Right. 
but well, to some people it is, and that's why some people have that like visceral reaction. Yeah, like, like this is such a classic to me. I feel like a lot of the classic movies kind of speak for themselves. Like as far as comedies go, Ghostbusters has to be up there on the list. And as far as other dramatic movies, like we said, Godfather. Like, why would they remake Shawshank? Like, there's no reason yeah. to remake Shawshank. Wow. Or um, Scarface is another one. Uh, as Scarface isn't that great of a movie per se, but it's holding such high high revere with um, with Al Pacino's performance remaking it kind of there's no reason to right. do it you, why would you do yeah, it right why you right. know there's, there's there should be a the, every time you reboot a movie you should strive to improve upon it so and how could you do that with with a classic movie right yeah so what's rule number three or gate number three the third the third one is simple it's time how like, much time has passed since the original had had been made right so what's your rule for how how are we defining time? So I thought about this a little bit, and we talk about um, Spider Man. Uh, you're allowed to reboot Spider Man as per Rule One, but since they rebooted Spider Man five years after Spider Man Three into the Garfield Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man's, Spider Man's. <laughs> yeah. So there's got to be more time because you have Spider Man fatigue. So just like just like me, I'm I'm already I'm already out. Like I don't you're, I don't need to see piecing? more Spider Man's. You're piecing, yeah. So, but had they waited a little bit? Now I know they had to. Don't give me all the nerd talk about oh we're gonna lose the the license and we have to make a new Spider Man, right? Or they're gonna take it from us. Always taking your Spider Man, all right? We don't want it. So five years is way too short. I say fifteen years. Do you 15? agree or disagree? I fifteen years. That means that they could have rebooted Ghostbusters in what? 19 what, what was it 1989 but so 2005 you can't get past level two buddy you can't remake that's Ghostbusters. True, it's not a classic yeah i i guess yeah i, I guess i because who needed a new fantastic four movie too that's exactly. the same thing it's like fantastic four five or whatever how now, many there were they you, all they weren't good yeah. now spider-man 3 happened it wasn't very good I you could have you could have made four five six seven twelve because the sequel is different than the reboot right they rebooted it with garfield completely reboot it then you gotta wait like what? the same thing with incredible hulk yeah, the first Credible Hulk wasn't very good with Eric Dana. And they did the one with Ed Norton like right away. Yeah. Like, give it time. It did work. Stop trying to force it out of throat. So what if they, let me ask you this question. What if they made Incredible Hulk 2 and just recast him? You can do that. So you're allowed, you, you can do that. You gotta follow the story a little bit. So you can make a sequel to where he fights his dad as a monster in the end. Yeah. And it's actually just Eric Dana was replaced with Ed Norton. Kind of yeah. like what Vinny Chase was replaced by mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal. It was a right. direct sequel. If your movie, is pl- if your movie's plot is an origin story, it better have been 15 years since the last one. All right, that's all I'm saying. That's your hard rule. That's the rule for rule three, right? That's what I have for rule three. Is 15 good for you, or would you have more or less? I mean, I don't know. Think about like Karate Kid. Is that a classic? I don't know if that fits rule. rule I don't number know if two. it's a classic. Gate number two. It's it's a it's a fan favorite. Like like I like people flipped out when they said they were going to reboot Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That's that to me comes up with genre. That's not like really Turtles classic. is a, Turtles is a comic book movie yeah. to me. But uh, but I'm saying it's not even a classic, so you're allowed to reboot it. And I don't know the um, the time frame between uh, TMNT, which was 2014, I think. Yeah. And um, Turtles three, Turtles in Time, which was probably in the early 90s. So I think they're covered Pretty anyway. Bad. It was. So, but I'm saying that was the last time, and I'm not counting the cartoon because cartoons are their own. But thing that was a direct itself. sequel anyway. That was a direct sequel. But I guess where I would ask you is like, you know, for something like Karate Kid, where, you know, they made Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. With Terry Silver, the greatest, you know, villain of all time. 
<laughs> ponytail, greased back hair, smoking cigars in the bathtub. Got nothing better to do than ruin a little kid's life. Taking calls as an evil CEO, <laughs> taking his break. I love that movie. I'll only plug our only other episode if you like Karate Kid 3, go back and listen to it because we really went on like a whole whole rant about how much we love him. It's 50 minutes of Terry Silver, but But go they on. made go the on. new the new Karate Kid, right? Is yeah. that what it was called? Karate the, the, the new, next Karate Kid. No, with, the next Karate with Kid Hillary was Hillary Swank. With Hillary Swank, yeah. But it was I don't remember because I've never seen it. Yeah. It it had Mr. Miyagi. It wasn't a reboot. It's a sequel. It was a sequel, right? Yeah. So that's allowed. That's allowed. They changed the yeah. character. Yeah. Plus so they had the allowed. Miyagi. If you could pull back a same character, then you're fine. You're so fine. so let's recap here. So gate number one is genre. Genre. Gate number two is whether it's a classic, classic. or not. Yeah. Gate number three is how much time, has, much passed. time has passed. What's gate number four? This is the last gate. Number four, and I can't stress this enough as far as like, is this necessary, right? So like how do after we you pass it? the first three, how much effort is being put into this movie? As a filmmaker, what are you going to do for us as, as viewers and as consumers of these movies? So like, are you saying like, what's going to be different? Are yeah. you going to improve Why it? Why are you making this basically? And if you have a good enough answer or you show positive steps to improve upon a story that was already told, then you're allowed to make the movie. So based on what you know, should Roadhouse be rebooted? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a very good example. So Roadhouse, it's a cult classic, but it's not a classic per se. The right? movie itself is great because it's cheesy. Right, exactly. So to make that movie in today's age, it passes the time test now. Don't get me wrong. So it's there. It's at part four. But is it really going to be better? Now you're bringing in an actress who's going to play the Swayze character. Uh, it's Ronda Rousey, right? Yes. Is that is that she's the main? She's going to be the the. My the understanding cooler? is that she's, she's the, the cooler. Yeah, she's the cooler, right? Yeah. So, first of all, you roll the dice, bringing Ronda Rousey in here because at the time she had been undefeated and she's basically female Terminator, right? Yeah, like you can't you can't beat her, right? So she's not a great actor actress, but she is a badass, right? Definitely, no, in real life. She's still a badass, but she's been beaten since then. So, Do you think it puts a damper on it? It does put a saying? damper on it, yes. So when they're making this movie, are they... Is that enough? Is, is I feel like they're making the movie to have Ronda Rousey in it. Because it's like it's the showcase. We have Ronda Rousey. She's going to beat up a bunch of people. Right? I could agree with what you're saying. Because yeah. it was like when she was at the height of everybody loved Ronda Rousey. Yeah. People still do. And I do too. She's so, great. But it's like... It was. She was undefeated. Yeah. She was on top of the world. Hey, we have this movie about this guy who's this mysterious badass, never gets beat, kicks everybody's ass. So let's yeah. put her in it. So is that enough of, of uh, enough of a, a reason to remake Roadhouse, or should they just make a female bouncer movie and yeah. call it something freaking else? Now, I would be more inclined to see a move a movie featuring Ronda Rousey as a bouncer or a cooler if it were just simply called Ronda Rousey's Here to Kick Your Ass, <laughs> or something <laughs> simple, just as simple as that. Yeah. Over roadhouse just calling it roadhouse and having it follow the same loose story because that's lazy just call it something else you can even copy the movie for all i care just yeah. call it something else now, what about point break they remade point break i haven't seen the the new one but i've seen uh -huh. the original yeah. and the original is a movie up there with you know i don't know if it's because it's swayze but it's up there in a classic it's a great movie it's got keanu reeves in it yeah johnny utah right great movie yeah now, like, what do you think about that one? Yeah, why are you make? Why are you making? Are you improving upon it? No, you're not really improving upon it. Just make it, make it a, instead of surfers, make it snowboarders. Yeah, have the same freaking story. Make it be snowboarders and call it Breakpoint. Yeah. Just call it something different. They and, could <laughs> even keep it surfers yeah. and call it High Tide. Yeah, or call like it Danger Beach, or, like, or <laughs> Danger Beach, yeah. or High Tide, or even like 
gnarly waves. Yeah, I don't know. Something. I'm not a surfer. I don't know. Yeah. So, so movies like that, like Point Break, Red Dawn's another one. They Robocop. Did. Total Recall with freaking uh, Colin Farrell. Is that the best, the, the highly most, how do I say this? The, the most highly cast reboot? Yeah. I, that's a pretty good get to get Colin Farrell. He's a pretty big actor. And I didn't see it, but it seemed clear to me that they tried. So I think I'm, I might give him a pass for that. Well, you would give it a shot? Yeah. Uh, I would watch it, put it that way. Yeah. And uh, you said Robocop. I th- actually, I thought Robocop was pretty good. Like, they tried. Dredd's another one. They tried. And Judge Dredd was pretty shitty anyway, with such <laughs> the original Rob Schneider, right? So It's got Rob Schneider so in the, the, if you if you prove that you're going to try to make it better than the original, then then you pass. Go for it. Then go for go it. For green it. light, green lit, go right ahead. But if you're just going with... So that's I think maybe Ghostbusters gets the pass, because it looks like they're trying really hard. They are trying. They're trying yes. hard to like but call back to the originals. I don't know if it passes level two, though. Yeah. A classic. Why it, reboot a classic? Are you going to make it better than original Ghostbusters? Then what, what are we doing? What about one last one here? Yes. One of my favorite cult classics. Yes. That definitely did not be, need to be remade. So it's not, it's not past the level four? The Eli Roth classic, <laughs> Cabin Fever, with Sh- starring Sean Hunter as the main character. So it's such a great, dumb movie. It really is. It's, you know, everybody knows to, not to sit next to Don't Dennis. Don't sit next to Dennis. No, if you've seen it, uh, it's, it's kind of a spoof of horror movies in a way. Tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, tongue-in-cheek-ish. Uh, it's an homage. I mean, that's what a lot of Eli Roth does is, is, is homage, homages. Is that, is that a plural of homage? Homages. Homage. Homage. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So this Cabin Fever movie, I think it just came out. It was released on demand. So this was 12 years after. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. It was 10. I remember seeing that in the theater. Yeah. So this movie came out maybe 10 years after the original. And the kicker is it is a shot for shot remake of the original dialogue camera angles apparently just the actors are different and the director's different and that's the end of it i think i think they threw out a couple of the racist scenes that were from the original oh yeah 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 but is that like is that like somebody says hey i have some homework for you you have to do this research paper sit down and type exactly what i wrote you can't (laughs) copy and paste yeah you have to literally like take the effort and type this 50-page research paper that yeah. I wrote for you. Yeah, and I'm not mad at this movie. It's not being shoved down anybody's throat or anything, but it just baffles me as to, like, why make the movie? Like, how are you possibly making money on this as, yeah. as, a, as a film? Who, like, who greenlit this? So we'll put this in the show notes, but just so you know, read the rules one last time. Just give me the, give me the top levels. All right, so genre. What genre is this movie? And if it's a horror movie or a superhero movie, it gets, it gets a pass. Two, is this movie a classic? And a classic should be understood. It's pretty self-explanatory, character-wise or actor-wise, uh, breakthrough performance. A la The Godfather. Yes. Three, time. How much time has passed? I say 15 years. If it's after 15 years, go for the reboot. The reboot. If it's before 15 years, just hold on a second before you make your Spider-Mans. Four, how much effort is being put into this? What are they, what are they doing? Are they going to improve upon the original or at least try to improve upon the original? Let me ask you one question. This, is, this might be the most important question you get all day. Okay. Because we just spent six hours playing Rocket League. <laughs> we're going to do it again I after we're done I want to play right here. now. Can we stop this and, and play? <laughs> we're going to do it again after we're done. So there's no more questions for the day. Has a movie ever been remade with the original star? I can't think of one. There's one that do I you can have one think in, of. Do you have one in mind? I can't think of one. There's one that I can think of. Yeah. 
and I don't know if it was a reboot, a hard reboot, oh, a so soft we're even questioning this. I don't know. Okay. I don't think that the studio it sounds took ridiculous it, to even have done. But. I don't think the studio took it through the true and bad way rules for rebooting a movie. <laughs> uh, it was Ghost Rider colon because oh, it's got to have a colon. Got to have a colon. Spirit of Vengeance. So, so Nick Cage. Starring, went, so Nick Cage rebooted himself. I, I don't know the story behind well, this film. I don't know if film, he did it. Yeah. But I know that he wasn't like thrilled with See, the reception of the first one, uh-huh. so they made a second one. See, I thought that was a straight-up sequel. No, I, don't I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not I didn't up on see my, either one, but... I'm not up on my Ghost Rider lore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'll, That's, I'll tell you what, though. I, I don't question you because it seems like a Nick Cage thing to do. Like, he wasn't happy with it, so yeah. he wanted to redo it. Yeah, because Nick Cage makes movies. He doesn't want to be made to look like a fool, all right? So he, when he makes movies, he's all in on it. So obviously Nick, Nick Cage makes sense, right? So is there like how hardcore could we go? Like who would be like the most ridiculous guy to walk up and want to re- reboot his movie? We need to get into the depths <laughs> of the mind, into the head of a Daniel Day-Lewis. A method actor. That's what I would say like the best of the best, <laughs> the cream of the crop. So so it's funny. So you have Daniel Day-Lewis who's this great actor. He's winning award upon award upon award. Chooses his movies very wisely. Now, say he's such a perfectionist. He went and did Gags in New York. It was a great movie, right? Yeah. He just wasn't feeling his performance. He could have done better, right? So would he, would he ever demand a reboot and star in it himself if to anybody, do it better to win an Oscar? Yeah, like, let's say he hadn't won the Oscar for Lincoln. Yeah. Like, if he lost to whoever. Yeah. Would he have said, no, I could do that better. We got to do it. He's certainly not going to go through the gates that we put together, yeah. the rules. But I think he would do it. So he calls up Marty, calls up Leo. Let's get the gag back together, guys. We can do this better. Well, that's I know the we question. Can do it. Would he would he demand a new cast because maybe the factors of the cast like screwed <laughs> him up? What if Leo wasn't up to snuff? You know who knows? That's what I mean. Like yeah. he wasn't able to act his best because someone else was like it's like Jason Patrick in Smoke yeah. Jumpers. He just like he was you know just taking it from him his yeah. lines and everything like he yeah. just wasn't feeling hot it. shot Leo on the set there. But I think Daniel Day Lewis could do yeah. it, but I see it wouldn't pass level two. Yeah, you can't reboot a classic. It's not a good, but, but does he get loud. a pass because of who he is? The studio would be like, you know what? Screw it. Well, let's right. do it. Well, if the same actor or director want to go for it, then I guess they have free yeah. reign to do free whatever rain. they want. Yeah. So I've always been interested, fascinated with uh, method acting and method actors. Guys that really try to sink their teeth into a role. We touched on this last time on demand a few weeks ago about Ben Affleck doing rewrites of Batman in, in a suit, right? Yeah. So it's my not, favorite vision in my head. He's not quite on that level yet, but who are some of your favorites that are on that level? We already touched on Daniel Day Lewis. You got to go. I mean, we talked about this last time. Him losing his powers. Yeah. Christian Bale because he just he can't get the health. No, thing, but the he's not doing it anymore. The Machinist was great. I mean, you know, he gained a whole bunch of weight for American Hustle. He was a fat guy. Yeah. Uh, he's he's always gonna be one of my favorite actors in general. Yeah, he's he, great. He actually he he snuffed out a homeless man in preparation for American Psycho. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Jared Leto too. That's another one. Jared Leto, he loves the sick of Oh man. Who who are yours? What's your favorites? Well, those two obviously, but another one which has kind of fallen off big time based on movie selection has been Johnny Depp. He kind of like lost all of his method acting powers yeah. because he spent too much time as a pirate like yeah. in the Caribbean. <laughs> or is it the Caribbean? <laughs> the Cari- it depends on where you're from. The Caribbean? Depends the Caribbean? So I, as I mentioned, I find it fascinating, uh, the the art of method acting, and the greatest one living today is probably Daniel Day-Lewis, as we've said. So that's uh, how we uh, we flow into our game here. Um, a wise man and fellow method actor himself, who we failed to mention earlier, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> there's a quote. There's a fine line between the method actor and the schizophrenic. 
which I think Cage bores on. And certainly Daniel Day-Lewis is a freak. Yeah, he's so, a freak. What I've done for you this evening, I have 10 factoids from Daniel Day-Lewis on set of some of his biggest roles. Last of the Mohicans we got, There Will Be Blood, Gangs of New York, and so on. Some of these are real. Some of these I made up myself. All of them are ridiculous. So I need you to decipher which ones are real and which ones I made up. This is going to be hard. So, you know how I score at your games. You're probably going to do very poorly in this, but I think you can do your best. And if you channel your inner Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis I think you can get inside the mind of a game show contestant and really sink your teeth into this role. Are you ready? I, I, need, I need the support of the listeners on this one. I need them to play along <laughs> with me because, I don't know, I feel like I'm on an island here. So yeah, score, score yourself at home. If you score higher than Drew, then Drew will um, write you a public apology on Twitter. <laughs> so, number one. In the movie, there will be blood. There's a famous scene in a bowling alley where he's throwing bowling balls at Paul Dano, Paul Dano's character. Apparently on set, when Paul Dano wasn't looking, Dano Day-Lewis would just toss bowling balls at Paul Dano to try to get a rise out of him. Like get, make him get angry? A, get him up on his game. Get him angry. <laughs> Is that true? Or did I make that up? I actually, you know, I'm going to get lambasted for saying this, but I've never actually seen that movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. So I'm going to guess false. Mm, Are you correct. kidding me? That was real? He threw bowling balls at Paul Dano. This has been confirmed by Paul Dano. Are we talking about Klitsy from yes. The Girl Next Door? Yes, we he are. He's becoming a method actor in his sure. own right. He was in uh, Prisoners. Yeah, um, he's been in a bunch of with, stuff. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and... Um, I forget the other guy. Who cares? Anyway. <laughs> I also found another factoid from this movie that's not part of the game. There was a, there was a, a younger actor before Paul Dano who allegedly was set to play the role played by Paul Dano and he quit because Lewis two was days so in the shooting crazy? because Lewis was so freaking crazy. Now this hasn't been confirmed, so I didn't add it to the game, but that's a rumor. Oh my God. Anyway, I believe it based on what I've seen. Yeah. I believe it. So, so incorrect. First one, number two, learn to build a canoe from scratch while playing the adopted Mohican in last of the Mohicans. True. I'm saying so, true. So you think he literally learned how to make it? A- yes. Yeah. Well, correct. All right. I finally got one. I finally got this one. This crazy sub bitch whittling canoes. Just to, just to, just to know. Just to know. I finally got one. Right. I'm, I'm happy here. Number three. In the, the biopic My Left Foot, where she plays Christy Brown, who's um, a paralyzed painter. I don't think I've ever seen that yeah. one. Um, he had to be lifted around on set, and he would never leave his wheelchair and insisted his meals be spoon-fed to him. All while on set, true or false? That sounds false. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it was good. Okay, finally. True. <laughs> Am I two and one now? I'm two and one. It's true. Wait, what? You said false. It's oh true. Oh my god, I'm incorrect. Idiot. See, I told you guys, I am terrible at these games. <laughs> I'm the worst. This this mofo acted like he's paralyzed because he's acting like he's paralyzed. All right, number four in the movie Lincoln. Spoiler alert on this question, by the way. He paid an intern to shoot him in the back of the head with a pellet gun when he was sitting and not expecting it so he could get a natural reaction for the final scene. True or false? True. Oh, oh, I made that man. up. That's, Come on now. I got to shoot him in the back of the head with a pellet gun. Come yeah, on. 
But it's like throwing bowling balls. Come on, it's like that. That's actually something you can that die I, from that. Yeah, it's a pellet gun. It's like you know, it's like a nine. Like he's not gonna it's die like from a nine. A nine. It like would, it would, you know, would penetrate the skin. It's, it's like a nine. It's like a flesh yeah. wound. Come on, he didn't go that nuts. I, I though I believe it. A pellet gun. What about those like plastic BB guns? <laughs> you know, like he could do that. Airsoft gun. You actually, know. I call poo poo on him for not doing that. Yeah, well, what is he? Uh, Bale would have done it. His problem. Yeah, Bale would have done that. Yeah. All right, number five. By the way, you have Ward right out of four. I so can't far. believe this. In the movie The Ballad of Jack and Rose, um, where he um, lives on an island commune, he moved out of his house and arranged to live separately with his wife in order to, to, uh, to gain the experience of, of the character's life on a commune island. That sounds true. Okay. Pretty tame, Finally. Right? What do I have, two you out of five? Two. two out of five. You got, hey, you're working with a 40% right now. I mean, that's like going on vacation. You that's have, not even that hard. You have time to catch up, all right? Okay. If you, if you get above 50%, then I'll buy ice cream. All right. Number six. In Lincoln, he demanded everyone call him Mr. President, and he wouldn't answer you unless you called him Mr. President. True. That is true. See, I would be mad at him. I would tell him, (laughs) go F off, buddy. That's pretty. That's That's easy. That's like up there with vacation on the commune. Yeah. All right. Number seven. Gangs of New York. Dan Day Lewis would antagonize Leo insistently and constantly on set to foster some genuine dislike. Because he didn't feel DiCaprio's performance was genuine enough in the early shooting. Now, now Gangs of New York, uh, Leo is going for revenge for the death of his father. So they're at odds. They are at odds. He didn't feel Leo was up to snuff, so he would constantly antagonize him. True. And be a dick to him on Because set. I feel like he would want him to get, like, get even more mad. True. <laughs> I'm saying true. Incorrect. That seems like something that he would do, though. While he is a method actor, he is still a good person. And Leo... Is definitely up for the role, even though I think this is his first movie after the beach, which not so great. I like it. I like, but it's not movie. good. I liked it. All right, so you got three out of seven. You got to hurt. Well, you need two more. Come I'm on. screwed, man. Get to five. I'm number, screwed. Number eight. The movie in the name of the father, where he plays a person who takes a rap for a crime he doesn't commit. I think it was a bombing. Is he a an priest? IRA bombing? No, I never even heard of this one. I never, I never saw it either. But I read the synopsis. Spent nights locked in solitary confinement in a prison, in an abandoned prison, just so he could get the feel for the life of a prisoner. True. I feel like that's true. Very true. All right, all right. I feel that's good about that. That's another softball lob, lobbed it up But that's, like, not even that hard. Like, he goes spend a couple of nights in the prison. Not just in prison, in solitary confinement. You know what that is? That's, like, where they there's no light. A couple of nights? Come on. There's no, there's, Come there's on. There's no light, man. You go that. nuts. I can do that. Come on. A couple week? nights? They say a week in the hole is, like, a year. That's what they say. All right. Number nine. Last of the Mohicans. He would only eat food that he killed, so he learned how to track, hunt, and skin animals. True. I feel like that's true. That's Definitely. hardcore. That, and that is true. Yeah. You know what? That's hardcore, and I'll <laughs> give him that. That's pretty hardcore. Leo learned from that, my friend. Yeah, for the making, Revenant. While making the Revenant. So you got five. You made it to 50%. Let's, if, let's see if you can pass. If Leo only knew that you fell asleep. The preparation for There Will Be Blood. David Day Lewis had an oil derrick built in his backyard. <laughs> what? A replica. A, a rep, like, is it like in, in, in Spinal Tap when they build like the three inch one or the three foot one instead of the like uh, 30 feet one? No, it's not like Stone Edge. Three inch instead of three? An oil derrick? Uh, that seems ridiculous. I'm saying, I'm going to say false. I don't think that's true. Oh my no, God. Did I really just pass you by just the passed. skin of my teeth? F plus. F plus, I 60%. passed. 
So there you have it. He did not build an oil derrick, but he should have. Like he, he really should have. That's right? like easy. You know what I mean? He could have easily <laughs> done that. Just get a couple people. You know, he could have the actors. He could make the actors do it so for him. It just goes to show you that while some were true, some were false, all are ridiculous. This guy's nuts, right? Yeah, absolutely. That shit crazy. So you know what? You gave me you gave me a good idea because I feel like in a future show. You need to do one of those games with Nick Cage. Yeah. Because I'm sure the stories are just even are better. He literally got himself bit in the neck those to be- become a vampire in Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> those bees were not CGI. They were real. <laughs> real bees. Oh, God. Not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> you bitches. <laughs> so I got an F plus on that game. Not the worst I've done. That's probably the best you've done. Actually. It's pro- it's pro- I was going to say not yeah. the best, but actually it probably was the best yeah. that I've ever done. You get ice cream. So let's wrap up the show with. A couple things that we've been watching. I don't know what you've been watching this week. Any recommendations for anybody out there before we sign off? Oh, it's been a busy week for me. I haven't really watched much of anything this week. I did catch the last half of the Footloose reboot. So we're talking about reboots. I randomly caught it on on FX. It caught me because Julianne Huff. Julianne Huff. Hugh. Haug. She's hot. Julianne. Anyway. Julianne Haug. I caught her and watching the reboot of Footloose. I never saw the original with Kevin Bacon. And it was a terrible movie. So did it, did they follow our gates? Should I don't it have think been greenlit? They, I don't think they tried to reboot. I don't think they tried. They definitely didn't try. They didn't try, so they wouldn't have gotten past level four. I feel like it's been enough time. Yeah. But I don't know if they got past yeah. level four there. But it made me want to watch the Bacon original because I feel like it had to be better than that. What if Kevin Bacon demanded a reboot right now with him <laughs> as the main character? 50-year-old Kevin Bacon. Dan- like, but playing as a- Red. 20-year-old person or whatever it is. That would be a sight to be seen. Oh, man, putting the baby in a quarter. I haven't really seen much other than the the Captain America Civil War trailer, which looks pretty good. I'm pretty Uh, excited for that. I'm done with that. I know you're done with Spider-Man. I I don't know watching the Captain America There was a Spider-Man in there. There's a spider Now they're putting Spider-Man in that movie? Spider-Man. Who is it? Is it Andrew Garfield? uh, I don't even know the guy. I think it's uh, Tom something. It's a new guy. Yeah. But uh, it looks... Weren't they they rumoring like Donald Glover for a while? Yeah, but they went with a different character. They were going to make it Miles Morales, but they wound up going with Peter Parker, which I I thought it would have been pretty cool, actually, if Donald Glover was in it. I think he's a great actor. It would have been pretty cool. Tell me how it is. I'm not going to watch I'm, it. I'm excited for it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I've also been watching this show called The Expanse on sci-fi. It's like totally You're like, watching a sci-fi it's show? It's like hard sci-fi. No, I don't <laughs> even know what that means. No, it's it's honestly, it's like Battlestar Galactica. I, I It looks cool. It's got Thomas Jane in it, which oh, is really okay. weird. Oh, okay. All right. Bonus, bonus points. It's kind of cool. Bonus points. I don't know. It's based on a bunch of books. I haven't read them, but Man. the show looked cool, and I don't know why I'm watching it, but Thomas I'm enjoying Jane it. Thomas Jane is in a, in a sci-fi series. Like direct to sci-fi, Times too. have... Yeah. Times are tough. He went from Punisher, and that just kind of killed his career. Yeah, times are tough. Remember, he was hung for a while? Yeah, he was hung. <laughs> he was very hung. See, he went from HBO series to sci-fi. That's how far it goes. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, let's get out of here. Before we head out. Go play some Rocket League. We can play some Rocket League. Uh, going to give you an iTunes review um, for one of Got our a new one. loyal new listeners. Simply Amazing by Barbs 92 Hey, Barbs. Thank you for leaving this review wrote the little giants episode brought me back to one of my favorite movies growing up it made me want to go back and rewatch the movie again not to mention how hilarious replacements episode is it was pretty hilarious the banter between coasts is great and the games they play are very fun can't wait for more well j barbs we can't wait to give you more so thank you very much for writing yeah, give us a five-star review if you haven't had the chance to do so please head out to itunes leave us a five-star review it really does help us so much make sure you hit that subscribe button and you'll get all of our new episodes hand delivered to you by Mr. Badway himself. That's right. I do go door to door. That is correct. Door to door. The podcast man. 
If you're looking for our website, hit us up, thelastrowpodcast.com. Find us on Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> Just end it. But I think I've had enough. So on that note, we will see you guys. Why are you still listening? Next week. Later.